So last week I was joined by Georgina Townsend, who is the features editor on the magazine and these3rooms.com. She was here as my co-host to answer all of the kitchen questions you'd sent in. And today we are both back to tackle your bathroom dilemmas. So hello again, Georgina. Well, hello. Thank you for having me again. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining. It's always good to have someone else to bounce these ideas off because we've had quite the challenging questions, I would say, into the old inbox. Yes, absolutely. We put through our paces last week with kitchen questions and I'm expecting the same today. So yes, this week we are talking bathrooms, often one of the smallest rooms in the house, but sometimes the one with the biggest design challenges. But we're here to help, aren't we, hopefully? We are indeed. Okay, pressure. The pressure is on. Um, And it's the last episode of the series. I can't believe it. It's gone really quickly. So we're going to go out with a bang. Are you ready? So ready. Okay, let's go. Do you want to delve into the the mailbag, i.e. the inbox, to see what we've been asked about bathrooms? Ooh, okay. So, number one, let's have a look. Turning 40 at the green says, how do I choose tiles? Simple, straight to the point. Like it. But what a massive question. (laughs) It is a a massive question. I would start with practicality. Now, it's tempting, isn't it, to start with the look of the tiles because we see on Instagram and on Pinterest and in magazines everywhere these amazing tiles, lots of different colours, textures, patterns, which is great. I'm not saying don't look at that stuff. But I think when it comes to tiles, it's really important to think about where you're going to put them. Um, Are you going to put them on the wall, the floor? And in a bathroom, if you're choosing floor tiles, safety is absolutely paramount. So you have to look at the slip ratings, which is called the R rating. And that basically gives an idea of the anti-slip level of a tile for the bathroom floor. So function first, really, and think practical for where you're going to put them. If it's a wall tile, I think practicality... Again, think about where you're going to put it because if you've got a splashback, you don't want a tile on your splashback that's high maintenance because, you know, you might splash soap or makeup or, you know, whatever on there. If it's going to be a porous material, then it's going to not look great in the long term. I love that your answer is the total opposite of my answer. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. (laughs) I'm all about the look. Yeah, but it has to be practical. Oh, of course, yes. I mean, absolutely, it has to be practical. But, you know, maybe if you see a tile that you love... See if it's practical. Well, and if it's not, just go with it anyway. Yeah! I'm not advocating that <laughs> whatsoever. No, I think, yes, absolutely, the practicality is key. But I think if you do see a tile, if you've not started off any of your designing yet, they can sometimes provide a great base for a scheme in terms of style. For instance, if you just don't know where to begin with your, your bathroom look, but you've spotted a monochrome zigzag tile or a victorian encaustic tile that goes straight to the r rating (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) yes okay to be fair i I get what you're saying (laughs) you you know it is about look as well isn't it yeah i think that yes they have to be practical but equally they can help you refine your looks because there's so many different styles out there that, that you know you've got industrial country chic you've got uh yeah victorian and all of the sort of styles in between that you can combine and i think a tile can help you refine that look 
As long as it's practical. As long as it's practical. No, I mean, these days, there's such a vast array of choice when it comes to tiles. And even if you are being led by a look, I do agree with you, it is important, then you can often find that look in the tile to suit the space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at porcelain tiles, ceramic tiles, they can look like pure marble or they can even look like wood. Now, real wood is a really not a great idea to have in your bathroom. It, you know, the wood warps and yeah, you don't want, it's going to get wet. You don't want that. But if you like that look, you can go for a tile that is porcelain or that it is ceramic, which are very durable. Okay, so those are some of the things to think about when you're choosing tiles in terms of practicality and then starting your scheme off. But what about some of the materials and some of the trends that we're seeing? Well, really popular recently is the classic metro tile, which is long, rectangle. It can be crackled glazed, it can be matte, it can be bright colours, it can be very neutral. And I think with the beauty of metro tiles is if you want a more subtle scheme but still have a bit of character, why not go for something like a metro tile, which you can put in a herringbone pattern or, controversially, put the rectangle shape portrait instead of landscape just mix things up a bit you can have so much fun with your tiles but actually I think when you're choosing tiles something that people forget to think about is the grout and it's a really exciting topic grout isn't it but I found (laughs) it the look on your face you just started to smile very widely (laughs) when talking about grout honestly it was the hardest decision for me when I was picking tiles because you finally found these gorgeous tiles that are practical and then you have to pick grout you know and that's going to completely change or make or ruin the look of your tiles so um, a lot of websites do actually have visualizers which you can see what kind of color grout you go for with the tiles and I'd really recommend doing that but actually I just want to talk about I saw these tiles the other day which were white and square tiles sounds super boring right but they used bright blue grout Mm. and it looked fantastic yeah so again if you want to have a bit of a subtle look but something a bit fun you could do that with the grout as well as the tiles and the lane pattern as you say i love them the the really slim metro tiles finger tiles i can't remember the name of them exactly it might be finger tiles laid vertically and it looks stunning yeah exactly love that so there's lots you can do So choosing tiles, I mean, I think I actually did a whole episode on choosing tiles in series one. So to answer that, it was 40 minutes worth of conversation. So hopefully that has helped somewhat. But do go back and have a listen. Uh, If you haven't listened to that episode already, that might help you further. Next one then is from Sunal9857 on Instagram. They say, is a walk-in shower suitable for a first floor or can it cause problems? Now, I think this is a brilliant question. Yeah. Is it suitable? I think absolutely. Oh, it's absolutely fine, isn't it? As long as it's done correctly. Yes, that is the caveat. Are we going back to practicality again? I know, we are. (laughs) Practicality first, but it's true because it would be a disaster if you didn't do a first floor shower room properly. That would cost you thousands to rectify if it wasn't done properly. So the key thing is another industry term, I guess, which is tanking, which effectively means that you waterproof the whole bathroom space. If you're creating a a shower room or a wet room, you know, you have to have it fully professionally waterproof with a specialist membrane and specialist coatings to make sure that the walls, floor and sometimes even the ceiling are completely tanked and will not let any water permeate. Yeah, which is perfect if you do want that wet room. But if you want a wet room look, there are lots of 
super slim shower trays now available, which can create that style without having to tank the whole space. Yeah, exactly. And like you say, some of them are so slim that it's literally seamless to the floor or you can have it installed where it's totally seamless to possibly the tiles that you might choose. Yeah, exactly. But I think key to that as well is that you have to have a good enclosure as well, don't you, that's lush and fit and that works with the shower tray as well just to sort of minimise splashing. Yeah, I think the installation is key. Whether you're doing a full wet room with it fully tanked or fit in one of these really slim shower trays with an enclosure, getting a, a really good qualified bathroom installer who is familiar with that sort of project is absolutely crucial because otherwise, you know, a leak, even just a, a slow drip, drip, drip could cost a lot of money to put right further down the line. Yeah, absolutely. I think a good tip as well is to just look at your space and the size as well. You know, if you want a really glamorous big space where it's o- and you've got your shower open, that's probably tanking. But, you know, there are extra large shower trays or there's extra long you know you can look at all the different shapes and variations and lots of things that are possible yeah exactly so yes is the answer it's absolutely possible to put a shower room uh walk-in shower on your first floor but take all the um the guidance that we've just mentioned and you should be fine now this reminds me of a question or a topic shall i say that we often talk about it's not necessarily a question we've been sent specifically but it relates downstairs shower rooms that's something i'm seeing more of yeah absolutely especially when it's when you're future proofing i think you know if you're thinking that this is going to be a house that you're going to be in for 20 30 years that you maybe perhaps is where you're going to grow old then i think it's really a very practical and good idea to pop one in yeah great for accessibility and if you live in a multi-generational household if you've got relatives that live with you you know, someone who's maybe less mobile, or if you want to give them their own space as an annex, then a downstairs shower room is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Also, also great for guests, great if you have teenagers. Great for dogs. Great for dogs. I mean, it's a win-win. So in terms of where you could put a downstairs shower room, you could put it next to an existing cloakroom, or if the cloakroom has got enough room for a small shower area, or next to a utility room potentially, because the plumbing for those areas will already be in place. So putting a shower room in will be easier to source the plumbing and reroute it. Okay, next one then. Kate on Instagram. I'd really love a ribbed glass shower screen walk-in, she says. Is there such a thing? Yes. That's it. That's the answer. (laughs) But yeah, they're gorgeous. I love them. I think it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Last year, it was all about the steel framed, and I'm seeing at the moment, ribbed glass. But my prediction is that the next year, potentially, is going to be, again, super slim frame really modern yeah. yeah really slick yeah yeah there's so much choice as I, I I feel like I say this all the time with kitchen bathroom design there is literally so much choice available now which is great can be a bit overwhelming sometimes I will agree but I think if you want it if you see it the likelihood is you can get it yeah absolutely so um, rib glass shower screen some companies that do these include drench Roman showers, they do their Liberty range, which has gorgeous, different sized ribbed shower enclosure screens and some lovely metallic hinges that they 
come with and Ooh. I think they're so elegant like the lovely brass hinge and brass handle it just looks really really luxurious Victorian Plumbing they have some on their website and another one not quite ribbed glass but Matki has launched an amazing mesh design in a range of metal finishes I think we featured these in the magazine and it is like a really thin metal mesh and it creates a lovely effect that sort of has that look of ribbed glass but it's actually a mesh and it just creates a, a totally unique statement in your shower area. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, so a few different places that you could go, but yes, absolutely, there is such a thing as a rib glass shower screen. So happy shopping. Okay, do you want to do the next one? So Laura on Instagram wants to know the pros and cons of grout free flooring options specifically rubber resin vinyl or lino so um, I've had a look and I can tell you that rubber makes a brilliant eco-friendly floor as it's a natural product and it's very suitable for high traffic areas and it's waterproof and it works with underfloor heating so that Mm. is key for a bathroom did you say it's sustainable yeah yeah it's sustainable because it's a natural product as long as you you know just check with your company that you're going for your supplier just check that they've got all those credentials that they're going to the right places and they're using the right suppliers themselves but yes it's very sustainable and it's a natural product I always think it's amazing that rubber comes from a tree. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just, I just cannot picture that. But anyway, that's by the by. <laughs> Vinyl and lino, very cost effective, waterproof, comes in lots of very bright and fun colours and patterns. So I think that sounds great for a kid's bathroom. Also, they're really soft and warm underfoot as well, which I think, you know, first thing in the morning, you're going along to the bathroom and, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Especially if there's underfloor heating, nice and soft, nice and warm, lovely. There's also lots of slip-resistant options for vinyl and lino, which, again, harks back to the very practical side of a bathroom. Love it. Also, there's no scrubbing of grout, which I think is just a win in general, isn't it? They come in large sheets and they cut to size and they're just very affordable and accessible as well. It's worth noting that LVT, luxury vinyl tiles, you know, lino, once upon a time was a bit like, oh, it's lino, you know, it's going to rip, it's going to, you know, you're going to get marks on it, it's going to look really tired really quickly. But actually, luxury vinyl tiles and just vinyl in general has come on leaps and bounds. And like you say, the range of choice is huge. You can get lots of effect vinyl flooring now where it still has like the texture of wood and the texture of stone so it just actually looks really authentic i'm actually a really big fan of um vinyl i think it's a a great option that's really practical yeah definitely absolutely and like you said fun durable practical and perfect for a bathroom so the other one was resin so i feel like this is probably the most labor intensive one and probably need expert help to install resin flooring so you're you're gonna have to literally pull the resin flooring on and have it properly leveled and actually probably have a self-leveling membrane below the floor to make sure that it all sits on there nice and smoothly so I think that's probably more labor intensive and um, but obviously the the pro of that will be that there will be no seam lines and no grout lines um, so it will be totally seamless perfect for a bathroom who wants extra cleaning in a bathroom well not me let me tell you but if you are still thinking tiles might be an option think about large format tiles because they do really minimize the number of grout lines that you will have they also look really good in small spaces some people think that large format tiles in small spaces doesn't work but actually it can make the room feel bigger because of the lack of grout lines 
exactly. Now, another one from Instagram is from Kirsty Bennett. She says, stylish shower over bath options, please. Um, now, we also ran a poll on Instagram recently and asked our audience, which team are you on, bath or shower? 25% of you said bath and 75% of you said shower. So having a shower over the bath, very practical, family-friendly option, pleases everybody in that poll. What do you reckon? Stylish options? Well, first of all, I'm very disappointed in team bath. 25%. What's going on? (laughs) Well, I'm in the 75%, as we know. We're not agreeing on anything. (laughs) But yeah, I definitely prefer a shower over a bath. You're totally the opposite, though, aren't you? I mean, if someone said to me, you can only ever have a shower or a bath, which one would you pick? It would absolutely be bath. But I admit a bath has a time and a place. And it's not first thing in the morning. (laughs) time-consuming. You might be surprised to hear that. So I recently moved house and we have a a lovely bath in that house. And I've been there four weeks now and I've had two baths, which is probably more baths than I've had in the last year. I mean, I should add, I do shower. (laughs) (laughs) I'm disappointed in the lack of bathing, but... I'm proud of you, considering <laughs> it is much more than what you used to. I'm much more of a shower person. It's much more, you know, I will spend quite a lot of time in there, but I just, I don't know what it is. It's just more invigorating, I think. I mean, yes, I agree. But then <laughs> a bath is much more relaxing. So I suppose it's what you're after. Okay, let's move on. Let's answer Kirsty's question. What options are there for a stylish shower over the bath? Well, there's, I mean, there's so many, there's so many different styles of bath, first of all, and there's so many different styles of shower head. So it's about pairing which you like and what's practical, practical, and what works well together. For example, you could have a freestanding bath and have a ceiling mounted shower head that comes directly down and you stand in the center of the bath and you sort of have a lovely you know wash your hair and but then you've got to remember things like splashes how are you going to keep in all of that water you can have lovely rails with lovely shower curtains around it so that's one but there's also things like p-shaped baths and other built-in baths that are specifically tailored towards being a shower bath combo which could be a bit more sturdier offer you a bit more space to shower in um so i would look at the bath potentially first because that's what you're standing in and then go for the shower head afterwards just to and check that it definitely will work with the bath yeah i'm gonna go right out there and say i think if you're going for a shower bath combination fitted bath all the way yeah i think I, so. like you mentioned it is possible to have a freestanding bath with the shower curtain all around but all i think when i see that is that it's just going to be stuck to me yeah and, and it's not going to feel very nice might look good on instagram but i think yeah. everyday showering's not going to be fun is it yeah i think a fitted bath is the way to go if you are looking for this you know family friendly let's face it shower over bath option but a lot of uk bathrooms are small so the shower over bath option is you know the best option for many people i agree i when i was looking for my bathroom i was looking at a claw footed bath to have as my shower bath combo and my bathroom designer was horrified (laughs) i think potentially because i was looking at the claw footed baths that maybe were quite light so they recommended that maybe i look for more built-in baths just because for everyday showering it just wasn't very practical yes it maybe if it's a guest bathroom it's going to be used occasionally but yes I think you have to think every day if you're getting up every day having a shower what's going to work 
for your lifestyle not for the look yeah if you wanted to be more stylish i think the you mentioned the, the different shape baths you can have you can have curved baths you know just where one corner is maybe curved that just sort of helps soften the look you can have semi-fitted baths as well where it's fitted to two sides or even just one side and then the front of it has a more interesting shape and sometimes that can look more like a freestanding bath at the front but actually it's still fitted in which is quite a nice compromise option but going back to what we were talking about earlier about screens I think add style to a fitted bath with a really gorgeous screen so whether that is the ribbed glass or the mesh one we were talking about before or the steel framed option or a really slick option with some nice metallic hinges on there you can have some you know fun with the screen that will then make the shower bath combination look a bit more stylish absolutely we've actually just featured a home where they got bespoke glazing companies in to give them a bespoke glass screen for their bath shower combo because they wanted to look much more slick so that's even possible as well yeah so i think there are other ways to make it look stylish even if you are thinking of that and i can picture it as well that sort of bog standard white fitted bath with bog standard stainless steel or chrome shower and shower screen um, or shower curtain but we'll not get into shower curtains because I think that's a whole other debate (laughs) but one thing I do want to say about the fitted bath shower combination is the shower itself I would recommend going for a dual outlet a twin set so you've got the overhead which you can have a lovely rainfall pan shower you know that's going to look really stylish as well as the handheld which will be really practical if you have got little ones or just to simply clean the bath out at the end of the day yes definitely okay so let's move over to facebook then zainab asked us about baths on there as well she wants a freestanding bath because they look amazing but wonders about practicality for family life she says she has got two little ones now, you talked about splashing before, didn't you? And that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yes, absolutely. If you've got little ones, that bathroom is not staying dry. So I would definitely recommend getting tiles or flooring that is practical, especially around that freestanding bath. So it definitely can be done. But yes, think about all that water that's coming over the edges. Mm, yeah, if it's bath time, playtime, then it's going to be wet, isn't it? Let's face it. You've got yes. rubber ducks flying everywhere. So practicality again I mean I'm saying practicality for every question here aren't I but it's so true the bathroom is such a functional practical space and especially if it's a family bathroom so yeah freestanding bath looks amazing but potentially lots of splashing could happen yeah and like you just said for the former question um, I would recommend having a bath mixer that's also got a shower head attached to it as well again if it's not a, a combo because that shower head's just going to help you clean. It's going to help you wash little one's hairs. It's going to help you wash the dog if you, you're going to wash the dog in there. So, yes, I would. you can definitely do it. Just think about the splashes. Think about how you're going to clean the bath. I'd also think about the material of the bath as well on this one. Because low maintenance when you have little ones, I think, is quite a priority. Because you don't want to be there scrubbing a brass tub or a wooden you don't want to sort of seal your wooden bathtub or anything I think easy clean low maintenance is a winner for this one yeah, as well. when we talk about family bathrooms we often again go down the fitted bathroom because they are just easier to maintain and it's just more practical I would say 
So that's that. We um, Going back to the poll that we did, we asked you what type of project you're considering for your bathroom. And 81% of you are going for a full renovation, which is exciting. And 19% of you are after a quick refresh, which is also exciting. But with 81% of you looking to do a full renovation, there's no surprises there that some of you are finding it tricky to nail down the trades. Installation is a hot topic at the moment as demand is so high and lead times are extended for a host of reasons, as we all can imagine, including Brexit, the pandemic, shipping delays. You know, it's been a perfect storm of all of these things um, over the last few years. Um, So the next question seems quite apt. Um, So David emailed us asking how he can get around the issues and get his new bathroom project going which is very timely and I think a lot of people will be in the same boat and I'm just going to say that patience is key I think having the understanding of the situation and the reasons why lead times are long and delays are you know common and the the demand since basically the start of the pandemic the demand for kitchen and bathroom renovations has been huge so there's often a big backlog still for um bathroom retailers to get on with which is great because for us you know we're seeing lots of projects aren't we which is really exciting we are absolutely and i would also say on top of the being patient don't sacrifice the quality over speed Really choose the person that you think is going to do the best job for you. Yes, someone might be able to do it in two weeks' time, but does that mean that they're going to be better than the person who does it in two months' time? Yeah, there's a reason why people have long waiting lists, isn't there? Yeah, I'd almost be a bit concerned if someone said, yeah, okay, I'll come around next week. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, communicate with your builder or plumber or, you know, if you're gathering quotes from people you've never worked with before, communicate what your expectations are and ask them about their lead times and what they've got on their books at that moment and, you know, build that rapport with them from the very outset and then I think having that communication travel all the way through the project, even when you're waiting for them to come onto site, is you know, it's going to alleviate some of the pressure and stop those frustrations. I would also just say get any agreements that you make in terms of timeframes in writing because then you've got a record of it and if anything does go wrong, then you have got that record. And while it might be cheaper to sort different elements of a project out, for example, buying products from one place and then get an installation from another, that might be more cost effective. But if you... Um, lots of bathroom retailers offer an installation service, whether that's a you know a national bathroom retailer or an independent. Uh, they'll often have teams that they use and recommend. If you go down that route, you'll have one contract of sale with the retailer, and that that will mean that you have better protections if things do go a little bit awry. And it also means you only have one point of contact there. So the person, the retailer that you're dealing with, will have to deliver the product as well as the installation so that could be a more sensible option in the current circumstances very good advice okay next question then this is a sort of trend-led one which i'm really enjoying will brass taps age and will they show watermarks and the person who asked us that didn't leave their name but i like it i like the question And there's quite a simple answer. So raw brass, yes, will oxidise when it comes into contact with air. It will patina over time. So if you like that kind of industrial look and it's edgy and it's textured and it's got character, that's going to work for you. However, if you like 
more clean lines, more shine, things that look nice and simple, I would go for a brushed brass, which has a lacquer on it, which protects the metal, and it and it won't patina. Copper is the same, isn't it? So copper will... It's a living material, so it will age over time. Yeah, and a lot of people pick that material specifically because they do patina and they do, you know, take on this character of their own. And I think that sounds great. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It does create a certain look. Um, So, yeah, something to consider. Okay, next one. Lou emailed us about being more sustainable in the bathroom. She wants to know about ways to save water. Now, there are, you know, we've all heard those sort of small ways of saving water in the bathroom, haven't we? So, turning the water off when you're brushing your teeth, not leaving the tap running. Fix a leaky tap. Fix a leaking tap. You know, not spending ages in the shower. (laughs) Having a shower versus a bath is a common one that I hear a lot. So, people sometimes think it is more sustainable to have a shower because you're using less water, which is true, but only if you're not having like two to three showers a day. So, if you're having... A shower in the morning after a workout or something and then another shower in the evening together that is actually you know open your water usage so yeah some simple things but also product wise and design wise aerators on your taps is a good retrofit option or an aerated shower head that you can have easily fitted will save water yeah absolutely and they so how they work is that they combine air essentially with your water so you still feel like you're having a good wash but actually you're using a good few liters less per shower than you would with a non-aerated shower head yeah and i've actually fitted a aerated shower head to my existing shower column so you can actually do that if you aren't after buying a whole new shower system, you can just buy the shower head and update it that way, um, which is an easy fix. I have heard, however, that they make the water colder. Have you found that? Oh, I haven't found that, actually. That's quite interesting. Okay. Is that because of the the combination of air yes, affects the temperature? Exactly. But So the advice that I was given on aerated shower heads is if you like a steaming hot shower, perhaps maybe aerated shower heads aren't for you because if you're just going to whack up the temperature anyway it cancels it out so if you don't if you like a milder shower anyway then yeah maybe an aerated shower head would be good for you interesting now i did have a look on the energy saving trust website uh, because they have their water energy calculator which is an online tool which i think is brilliant and it helps you understand your water usage and identify ways that you could potentially save it so you have to answer a few different questions on there fill in a bit of information and then it gives you a more personalized report of what you could potentially be doing better so if you are serious about being more sustainable and saving water in the bathroom which I think we should all be doing, then that's a great tool to use. They also said the Energy Saving Trust this is, the average household uses 349 litres of water every day. Showers are the biggest water user, 25%, followed by the lav. Oh, good thing that there are toilets out now that means that you can reduce water as well, though. Yeah, and also, great thing that I don't think many people know and that's certainly something that I've learned since being in this job is that flush plates you know or just a a push button flush on your loo if there's a small button and a large button the small button is the smaller flush so it will use less liters of water so if you do want to use less water then just use the, the small flush button rather than the large one Okay, a few more questions left. Natalie has been in touch. She is choosing a bathroom suite and tiles together with a kitchen for a new build. Any tips? 
Well, first of all, I think that if you're going to go for a bathroom and kitchen together, why not maybe try and do a bit of mixing or matching so that you create this sense of flow throughout the house? Yeah, absolutely. I like that idea. So you've got that sort of thread of design going through the whole house, even if it is from upstairs to downstairs. It could be materials or it could be colour or it could be the type of door cabinet that you use or the same worktop. So it could be really subtle or it could be something like the same paint on your walls, the same colour. So you can go big, small. Yeah, I like the idea. Say if you have a blue or green shaker style kitchen in your kitchen, then upstairs in your main bathroom, you could potentially have that same shaker style as your vanity unit. I think that would be a nice, subtle way to connect the different spaces. And I think you need to think about the interior design of your house as a whole if you are doing that, because that's you, as you say, that's going to create the flow um, throughout the entire property rather than having a different scheme within each room. Something that I've done in my house is that I have a tap in my main bathroom and I have a mini version in my cloakroom which I always quite like. I don't know if anyone's ever noticed it before, but internally I know that it's basically the same tap, but one's big and one's little. And I, and I like that. Yeah, I think if you are choosing a, a new kitchen and a new bathroom together, creating that flow um, and that thread of design, I think is a good idea. So yeah, good luck with it and let us know what you do. Okay, one last question then I think we've got time for. So Morvin submitted his dilemma. He's working on a bedroom and bathroom together, so a little bit about his project here. Complete redecoration of both spaces, plus replacement wardrobes, installation of panelling, new flooring throughout, and a new shower room and fittings and storage. He's gone the whole shebang, and he wants to know how he can create, a, a bit like um, the question before, how can he create the flow between his bedroom and bathroom? Love the idea of what he's doing, um, installing panelling, new flooring throughout, lots of storage. Um, so panelling is a massive trend that we're seeing, isn't it? So if you're having panelling in your bedroom, why not have it in your bathroom as well? Yeah, that would look gorgeous. Paint it the same colour. I just check, but I would, again, go back to the splashes. If it's wood, just make sure that it's not near your shower area or your bath or anywhere that is going to get wet, essentially. So I don't know if you've picked your flooring yet, but this is a great way of connecting your bathroom and bedroom. And just by using the same or one that looks very similar, so real wood in your bedroom and wood effect in your bathroom, that has a lovely look to it. Or how about things like colours? Even something simple like your bedspread, can be picked up from your tiles or materials from your bedside table your handles could be the same as your handles in your bathroom small little finishing details like that really go a long way yeah I mean this sounds like a really great project so I'd really love Morvan to get back in touch and show us what he does when he's finished but yeah bedroom bathroom remodel very exciting sadly I think that's all we've got time for today we've answered lots of questions there thank you so much for those who did send their questions in and if we haven't managed to get around to yours I hope you've managed to glean some tips and ideas from the questions that we did answer and we've covered lots of different topics there so yeah thank you very much 
much. And that is the end of series two. Um, so thank you very much for joining me throughout the series. And I hope it's been enjoyable and informative. And thank you, Georgina, for joining me again this week to help with all of those dilemmas. You're more than welcome. I've loved it. Great. Well, I'm going to drag you on probably next series as well. Great. See you then. See you then. Thank you.